What's going on, everybody? This is Positive Banger with myself, Nathan McIntosh. Whoa! A podcast. First of all, thank you guys very much for listening. Um, subscribe to Patreon, patreon.com slash positive anger. There's an episode up right now talking to Liz about comedy being back. Well, my first full weekend back after, you know, everything that's kind of gone on. And I mean, I don't necessarily know when that will happen again. I think it might be forever away. I was supposed to have shows in October in Canada that were iced. The shows are still like there. Those shows are still going to happen, but I'm not going to be on them because, uh, being in New York, you know, the guy was like, well, I don't know what's going to be happening then. So I can't really take a chance of booking you and then having you not be able to come. And you know, is what it is. I was like, well, what if I went to Toronto for a couple weeks? It was supposed to be out west, and then you know, quarantine, and then went out there. And he was like, well, I don't even know if I can bring people from Toronto. So the next time I have an actual weekend of shows might be when I'm a pharmacist because it might be time to do the things that uh, my mom wanted me to do before I started doing any of this stuff. Also. Check out the YouTube, Positive Anger. I put up clips from the podcast on there. Yes. Also, my voice is still kind of ruined from this weekend. One, being in an entirely cold air-conditioned super building that was legit freezing. And I get it. We're in a casino and people... But I saw people walk around shivering. Like, you know, people people have been locked away for a long time. So women are coming out and they're like, well, I want to dress up. Wearing dresses, whatever, heels, and walking around a casino shaking from how cold it was. Thank God. I was just like, man, I'm going to bring a sweater because it's. I know what's going to be in there. And I was right, and thank God, because I don't want to be walking around a, a casino shaking unless it's from all of the drugs that I'm doing. I don't do drugs. I kind of miss them. Miss drinking. Had a couple drinks this weekend and was gone. So, I mean, being in a freezing cold casino and then doing four shows, like 45 minutes each, to groups of people inside of a building, which is not a thing I've been doing for a long time, really kind of messed up my voice. And it's made me a, a calmer Nathan, a more relaxed Nathan, a, a chill, laid-back beach Corona, third coffee of the day, Nathan. Yeah, I don't know when that'll be happening again because there's there's shows I've been doing in the city. Um, I've performed in Central Park a few times. And performing in Central Park is uh well, okay, so I don't know, I don't know obviously what's gonna happen in terms of any of this stuff, but definitely myself even and comedy in general I'm like yeah things come back okay cool and then you go to do some stuff and you go but is is it though is this is this just the exactly when Netflix came out and people that were working at Blockbuster went oh I it's always going to be a thing and then one day a man dressed in a giant VHS tape 
I had to get slapped in the face and was like, beat it. This is dead. This is absolutely dead. Go get a job, sir. Go find another place to work. And the giant VHS tape had to open up the case and walk out of it and then walk into another job. And they were like, what was your last job? And he's like, well, I was the giant VHS tape that danced outside of Blockbuster and waved that sign that said, hey, new releases. And they go, we can't hire you. Because when you do these things, when I've done these things anyway, to me personally, it sort of feels like, it feels like the end. And that's not necessarily what it is. I don't know that it is. But it really sort of feels as if, what am I hanging on to? What, what, it, why, why is this? The shows I had this weekend were great. So fun. I mean, even though I was literally, and I'll put up a, a clip of it. I posted a clip on my YouTube from this weekend, just a couple of random jokes off the top, me talking about quarantine and stuff for to these people. Had to put like this little condom type thing on the microphone because that's going to solve all of the problems. It really did make me think, why is this not a thing we were doing in general? What have I been breathing in? from comedians for years and years. I mean, no microphones ever get changed from clubs. I've definitely, Jesus, just, you know, cocaine dust from when Kinnison did a set in the 89 has definitely touched my face because of a, oh yeah, well, we opened a club and we bought one microphone and why would we ever change it? What for? I mean, you know, we're just, it's never going to, nothing bad has ever happened into this thing. And why would we ever spend the $50 to get a new one? Never. If it works, it works. And that's it. If chairs start to break, well, I hope customers don't have to sit in these chairs. Lights start to cave in. Well, you know, the stage is just a little bit darker. But anyways, um, they were fun shows. Uh, yeah, heckled by uh, a couple people during these shows, and I will put up clips from it. First show in, three minutes in, some woman heckles, second show. I mean, but it's it's casino people, so th this is not a, a marker of anything other than casinos be being casinos. People that go are going to do what they want to do. But it still did sort of feel as if, you know, five months of not really doing any shows except these park shows, which I'll get into. You kind of just go when you when you get back into a room. You go, yeah, am I? Is this? But is this not? This isn't a thing. This is not a thing. This was this this. When you look at it now, when I look at it now, anyway, I kind of go, was this ever a thing? What was I doing? For God's sake, I'm running around the darkness, saying thoughts I wrote down on a napkin to. People who were, uh, not all the time, but some people that are like, I don't, look, I don't like you. Change my mind. That's sort of the way that many crowds act. They sit there and they go, ugh, whatever this is going to be, I hate you. Change my mind. And you got to change your mind. Night after night. But this is one of the times, one of the only times I kind of walked out and I go, oh, this, this almost feels as if, again, hanging on to something that's no longer here. I remember walking into my house years ago, me and my ex-girlfriend, and I walk in, and things had sort of been weird for a while, and I walk in one night, and I go, hi, 
I didn't say it like that. I don't know why the hell I just, I was like, hey, what's going on? Whatever the hell I said, I don't know why the hell this greeting is such a weird thing for me. But just the way she responded, I was like, oh, yeah, we're toast. This is done. And then it ended up being done basically that night. I was like, are you good? She's like, I don't know. Toast, done. This feels like, and, and months before that, walking in was not that way. This sort of field sort of felt like that. Walking up on stage and people are good. The shows are fine. But it, to me, it just sort of has the thing of maybe it's the maybe it's a maybe it's the time to figure out another thing. Maybe it's a time to look at other options. Now, what are those options? Not a lot. Not a lot. Being a being, you know, basically walking into any sort of company and going, "Hey, um, do you guys already have a guy that sort of walks around here and makes people laugh? Do you already have that guy? A guy that you sort of want to fire, but you 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 should fire, really, but you don't want to because he sort of brings up the morale around here. Do you have one of those guys? And like, I mean, like a cheerleader? No, no, you know what I mean. A guy like you hate coming to work, right? You hate it. You walk around, ugh, everybody's head is dented and uh, nobody is having a good time. And, every, oh, how was your weekend? Well, I went to I went to the grocery store and then I watched some show and then I got a fight with my... This person, though, there's something, you know, they bring people up. They got stories and jokes and they make fun of stuff. And, they, and when you walk by the boss, they go, look at his fucking weird face huh and people laugh and then they they don't hate being in that place as much as they did when this person's not here now do you have one of these people already working here because that's what i can bring to this table i can't bring much else i mean i i uh, selling stuff nope caring about what it is that you do here not gonna happen being be able to code things no I can be the person who makes fun of all of these things and makes people like coming to work a little bit more. That's it. Do you have one of those people? So I don't know, but just the 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 vibe of it, part of it was interesting because since it is sort of that way, I'm kind of like, well, I'm just letting go and I'm going to talk about things or whatever. And if people do yell, thing, I don't care. Not in a, even a bad way, just more in the way of, of going, man, I've really taken this seriously for a long time. And serious to the point that I, I've I've gotten angry at it. I've I've been upset with it. I've not had any fun doing it sometimes. A lot of times. A lot of times it's not fun. Leave my house in the rain to go again, give ideas to who for what. It is, it is not always uh, a party, and I've treated it very much not like a party. And this is the way things are when you're actually trying to do things in a thing, whatever that thing may be. A lot of the times it's not fun. It cannot always be fun. But there's sort of a reason to be doing it. You have, you have a, a goal in mind. Right now, Jesus, it's, 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 it doesn't... Uh, because, again, I had a, a fun weekend, but when am I going to do that again? I don't know. Never. 
Well, they're definitely not for a long time. So you go, well, what do we, what do you, what do we, why don't I just, like even some of these, the the shows I've been doing in the city, you know, you got, uh, you got your rooftops, you got your street. One of them I did, it's a, a comedy club is doing shows at a bar on the street, which, you know, any other time, because you're, you're, it's a block away from Times Square. Times Square being, how are you going to stop? You know, it's Times Square. Whoever's walking through there is who's walking through there. Crazy people, normal people, complete families screaming at their children. I mean, the, you, you, whatever's walking through there is what's walking through there, what's driving through there. Whatever's happening is what's happening. And this show is a block away from that. So whatever's going on over there is going to spill over to this. And it's a spaced out show, about 16 people. You're standing on the sidewalk and people just like, um, you know, at any other given point in time, it is it would truly be the worst show anywhere. Anywhere. I mean, other than shows worse than that for comedians be daycares, um, summer camps. Well, you, you know, you're, you, you have to perform on the rope tire swing. They push you. They go, all right, you're doing 30, and they push you, and then you're swinging out over a lake and back to and doing material to children would be worse. Factory line, people working on a factory line who are putting, I don't know, CO2 cartridges into air guns you know that's the whole company we make we make air guns and this line is putting co2 cartridges into the air guns and they go look morale's down we lost ted he was our guy who walked around here and made people happier day to day he would make fun of me look i know i got a slanted head he would make fun of me and people were like uh and he never did his job at all but that part he made people happier and he had to quit because he got you know, he found another job. People paying him a lot more money to walk around and entertain them. So we thought we'd hire a comedian to stand here at the end of the the factory line, the, the, the conveyor belt, and you perform to these people who are putting CO2 cartridges into air guns. I mean, there's nothing but loud noises and bells going off, and it's not quiet in here, and these people can't even hear you. They're, they're wearing goggles, and they got, hear, they got earplugs in. But uh, this is where you stand, and this is where you do jokes, and this is this is that that would be worse than the street to sixteen people while any single person can walk by. And I'm only saying that in the way that like I did the show and had fun, and it was good to do because there is still that you know part of me that's like this is the thing that I do. This is I like doing it. I like saying things to people and making them laugh. It just it is. All I mean is, if this is what it is for, and it is what it is, for a completely undetermined amount of time, you kind of go, well, what are we, what am I doing? I mean, shouldn't I just move to the woods and, I don't know, write a book? Fish? Just find a bear and befriend him? Walk into the woods, find a bear, and go, hey, bear, and just talk to a bear until things are sort of regular again, and then crawl back 
and go, hey, hi, can I do the thing again? As opposed to, all right, well, we're in the middle of a park. And again, kids here, there's people with beach balls. There's this whole group over here who is just having, a, they're just getting drunk on a blanket. And of course they are. It's a park. How are you going to tell them not to do that? You can't. You're just in the open world. And I've had a lot of fun on those. But again, you go, what? Like if you, I don't know what your job is. Let's say, I mean, my mom wanted me to, me to be a pharmacist, right? I got two cousins that are pharmacists. And my mom, years and years ago, was like, you should be a pharmacist. Why? I got no, the, her only reason was money. Her only reason was, we got two people in our family who do it. They make a bunch of money. Talk to one of them. And she did get one of my cousins to call me. And my cousin's like, oh, all you got to do is do this. And I go, look, <laughs> I get that my mom wants you to call me and talk about this. I, I'm going to be a comedian. So, you know, this is what it is. And she's like, well, okay, but maybe you can have this to fall back on. That's what my mom said at the time, too. Maybe get a get your pharmacy degree, whatever it's called, to fall back on. And my thought at the time was, that's insanity. It's going to take me four years to get this. I'm going to be in debt when I get out. And then I'll start comedy? For what? How, how does this make any sense? I already know that it's not the thing that I want to... I don't want to do this. And I'm not trying to do comedy until it falls apart and then thankfully I can go sort pills at a pharmacy. But that was the thing that my mom really wanted me to do. And she was pretty adamant about it for a while until, you know, I was like, look, this is what I'm going to do. I almost... The only other thing I almost did before I started doing stand-up basically full-time, and that's before I was making any money, but just, you know, again, writing stuff down, going to clubs and handing out flyers to then get spots on those shows, hanging out at show, talk, going to bar, literally nobody there except comedians or two people watching. I remember one time I left, I don't even, I still don't understand really why people in Canada like the NFL. I, 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 maybe I'm stupid. I just don't get it. Like, did your dad... You know, did he live in Wisconsin for a while? How how your 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 family come through Boston and you're a Patriots fan? Like, I just don't understand. You're you're literally taking something just for the fun of it, just because it's on television in my eyes. Oh well, you know, we went to San Diego one time, so I got an ice cream and it was pretty great. So go Chargers! It just doesn't make any sense to me. But people do it. People love it. Super Bowl, I'm in college, and people are sitting there watching the Super Bowl, and I go, I gotta go. People are like, what do you mean you gotta go? I go, I'm gonna go do this show. They're like, what are you talking about? Nobody's even gonna be there. They were right, but I had to do it. That's what it is. I gotta leave fun to go maybe make somebody else have fun, and this night was not that, and I've learned there's five times a year that I I don't want to do stand-up. One of them is the Super Bowl. Waste of your time. Even in a country that should not at all care about the NFL. And again, maybe I'm being crazy, but what? why? Oh, I'm a Texans fan. Are you, Saskatchewan? For what? For who? Either way, that's a night that's useless. I remember going out that night, and I stood on a stage talking to two people's backs who were watching the Super Bowl. Of course they were. What else are you going to watch? This is the thing to watch. Big waste of time.
Anyway, so my mom wanted me to do, my mom wanted to be a pharmacist. The only other thing I ever did, right, the only other thing I almost did before I started doing stand-up, because before I started doing this constantly, uh, I was working at a plumbing supply warehouse. And right before that, I had, right before I moved to Toronto to start doing stand-up, I applied to work at Banff Springs Hotel in Banff, Alberta to be a valet. I wanted to be a valet. I was like, man, I'll go out there. I'll be a valet. This is going to be great just for a year. The only the only job they would give me because I worked at Starbucks for years was I could work at the cafe. And I'm like, I'm not moving out to Alberta to work at a cafe. I don't want to serve Michael Douglas a drink. I want to drive his car and talk to Catherine Zeta-Jones and go, yo, you know that scene in Entrapment, right? Right? And then they, you know, ha, 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 this guy's like, and they give me 40 bucks. That was the only other thing I almost did. So, I don't know. I say all that to say that now, as I'm doing it, I look around and I go, and I really try to compartmentalize my days and go, here's what I'm doing today and not think about what is happening coming up, what's going to be in the future, any of that type of stuff. But if I do project at all into the future i go what am i doing in new york why don't i move back to canada why don't i move back to nova scotia get a house or something just turn if this is the only thing that's possible for the next little while i'll get a a, 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 a turn a room into a studio and just do this and make stuff and put things out until i don't know and then you know, travel again when it's possible and do stand-up to places that want me to be at them. But right now, living in the city was great because I was making money every weekend in the city, you know, doing shows and still able to travel around. But now that that's toast, and the only show is, like when I did that show on the street, and again, I had a good time. But these are very few and far between. It's not, it's not money. And also... As I'm doing that show, uh, just this drunk German dude is walking between me and the crowd, and he's holding a plant, and he stops and dances in front of me holding this plant. He's allowed to do this. It's an open air. It's the street. This is a this is a street beside Times Square. Is this man wrong? Absolutely not. Who's wrong? Me. I'm wrong. For hanging on to a thing that's been gone since March and don't know when it's coming back. So then again, if I project it all into the future, I go, okay, well, we've gone real far down this path and there is nothing in on the like in the back. There's nothing to go, well, my dad owns a logging company, so I'll just go work there or well, it's a good job that my grandfather struck oil in the 50s or even much more of a regular human thing. At least I became a pharmacist so that I can walk into any pharmacy and say, where are your white coats? Give me one so I can give people their back medication. There is none of that. None of it. So you just go, okay, all right, well, what would I do? Where would I even start to do? What would I even start to think about to do? What would I even 
kind of start to think about doing and then kind of think about trying to start to do that thing. You know? I don't know. And again, this isn't, I'm not the only person by any stretch. This isn't, this isn't, this isn't uh, solely a me issue. Many people are in this situation regardless of what their job or career was, is. And so I'm not saying, it's not just me, but I mean, probably a lot of other people are looking at their thing too and going, what do I, what do I got? And I'm, and, and I'm doing that. Because I'm just going, well, it's not a thing that I want to stop doing necessarily, but it's also not a thing that's regular by any stretch. Because people are doing Zoom shows, right? I've done to stand up on Zoom. And you sit in your own house and you tell jokes to people through Zoom. I've done, I did one for four minutes and I did have fun, but I went, if this is what it is, and from here on out, there will be comedians who only do Zoom. Of course there will be. Why not? You never have to leave your house. You never have to put pants on. You can right away, You can just bomb, close your laptop, and then put your bag directly into a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and forget the whole thing ever happened. And also, because it even exists at all, people will, people will see it as a thing uh, start there, never have gotten in front of like an, a, a live crowd. And I mean, this is live, but it's on the inner, you know what I mean? In front of human beings and go, well, this is just, I'll just do it this way. But I said, I did one and I did have fun, but I go, I can't, I don't want to make this I don't want to make this a regular thing because this isn't this isn't the way that I want to do this. This isn't the part of this that I signed up for. Now, right now, yes, it makes sense. But also, I don't want to even be, I kind of don't even want to be a part of it that makes it a regular thing. And I'm, I'm, I can't not make it a regular thing either because it will just be a regular thing. But I don't even want to be in the group, you know, the pioneers of it who make it an actual thing. I just don't. I, I did that one and had fun. Right after that, somebody asked me to do one. I go, you know what? Yeah, I had fun on that four-minute one. Let me do this one for 30 minutes. And as soon as I said yes, I go, what have I done? And then for a week, I was dreading it, absolutely dreading it. I go, I gotta sit in front of my own laptop and talk. To, and I mean, I guess I'm doing that right now, but not for... A live crowd is like make this make this jokes, make this stand up, make this right now do the thing that you did in front of hundreds of live human beings to me. Well, I got my foot in butter. I'm like you know you, you see the people on the screen. People people got their socks off. I mean it's just like what are we? Why I don't I don't want to do this. So I dreaded it for one straight week, and then just decided oh god, and I just cancel. Well, actually thank I I tried to cancel it. And they go, well, we already sold tickets for it. So, and I go, fuck. All right, man. I said I would do it. This is on me. I'll try to have as much fun with this as I possibly can. And then thank, thank all of the lords. Thank anybody's God. Thank, thank any single thing. Thank the secret. Thank the universe. Thank you, astrology. That that day, Something happened with the people running it, and they were like, we have to cancel it. Oh, God. I, w I literally, it was supposed to be at about 8 o'clock. 
I, I walked around my neighborhood at about three just going, man, what have I done? What am I doing? What, what the hell is this? And that right in that walk, I got called. It was like, hey, we got to cancel. And I was like, oh, man, okay, thank you very much. And I hung up. I was just like, thank. It was a text, but I mean, whatever. Thank God. Thank the God of garbage. Thank the, the, the fire flame guardian of hell. Whoever needs to be thanked because I was dreading that to such a degree that I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even, I couldn't even deal with it. And I was going to deal with it because I said yes to it. There's many of those things that I've said yes to over the years, but not that, not, not a Zoom type thing. Types of shows, I mean, one time, my college agent, she goes, hey, <laughs> few and far between since then. She actually asked me to do, she was like, hey, I want to submit you to Juilliard this year. They're doing uh, a Zoom show. They want a community to do a Zoom show, um, 45 minutes over Zoom for their for their what do they call it orientation you know when students get to school and they got to listen to a teacher be like hey you know if anybody talks rude to you there's this room over here and then there's you get a t-shirt and a whole day of oh look here's the cafeteria you know if you get hungry we got wings and at the end of the day sometimes they hire you know comedian magician juggler swallower of things, regurgitator of those things. And she goes, it would be over Zoom. Do you want me to suggest you? And I went, man, I would love to tell you yes, but I just can't. And she's like, okay, but I can't, I can't, I just, I don't want to, I don't. (sighs) If it's, if it's, if it's, if it comes down to, be a comedian over Zoom or throw garbage from the street onto a garbage truck, I might have to choose garbage truck. And now cut to me three months from now when the only thing to do is Zoom and I'm, you know, sucking dick to live. Fine. Watch me. Watch all the posts. Hey, Check out the Zoom show I'm doing. It's it's whatever. But I mean, internally, because it's just not the thing I want to do. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what the thing would be. But this whole episode might be a bit strange because it's these type of things. I have been reminded also of, so the night that I walked to do that show, um, that was on a sidewalk that a German drunk man <laughs> held a... Uh, plant it was dancing in front of me and that is by in no means the I'm putting this in quotes worst thing that's ever happened to me at a show by any stretch or the worst thing I've ever seen happen in a show by any stretch at all but I was walking the city before before I got there and I'm looking around I'm just going man when I first got here place I mean it's, it's packed it's packed people everywhere so many places you can go and then you just go, the only reason I moved here was for this, and this is gone at this point. So I go, well, what am I? And it really hurt me. It really it really was one of those, I, okay, I went to a club to hang out and saw, you know, they're starting to put together, it's not going to happen now because there's a law passed that's no comedy at all. No comedy 
or exotic dancing. These are the two things that are dead. And it's interesting because comedians have joked for years that comedy, comedians and strippers have a lot in common in terms of hours, in terms of, you know, being in front of crowds, in terms of bearing your soul in some form to a group of people who could care, might care, don't care, got to be talked into caring, whatever, whatever the case may be. It's just funny to see both of those are dead. You want to laugh? Go to hell. You want to see tits? Well, you got a you got a computer, right? Same as hey, you got a computer, right? Watch a comedian on Zoom and then watch a woman on OnlyFans show you her tits. It's perfect. You never have to go outside your house again. But anyways, um, I'm walking around just going, uh, you know, sad. Anyways, I went to this club. And for a minute, they were talking about doing shows indoors, but it was going to be not in in a club, per se. It was going to be in a restaurant, because um, that was the way around it. It was like, you can't perform in a performance space. Okay, we'll do it in sort of a non-performance space, space it out, you know, social distancing, all that kind of thing. But then they passed a lot, <laughs> no tits, no jokes, so gone. But what they were going to do is put a glass case around uh, comedians. So walk in, I see the stage, and it has a glass case around the microphone. And it really, I looked at that and I went, oh man, that truly looks, that truly looks like a museum piece. That looks like, you're walking through a museum of things that used to happen. And again, you know, you got a strip, you got a stripper, you got a strip pole in in a case beside this. And the the person, the museum tour guide is going, yeah, yeah. You know how right now you just stay inside your own bubble and you pay for, you know, your co-workers only fans because you'd like to see her goddamn asshole, but she won't show it to you. So you you start you, you you fake an account name and you get on there and you get somebody else's credit card and you sign up so she doesn't know it's you and then every day you glare at this woman's vulva and then go into work and you're like hey Katie, um, you do you do this right? And this but people used to go inside of a building and watch a woman's asshole swing on a pole in their eyes. And they would sit at the stage and not do anything really because if they touch this woman at all, a giant bouncer will use their head to open the door, which I've seen. And you, they'll be thrown out. And people are like, oh my God, why would they do that? And I'm like, well, yes, this is the, this is the uncivilized way of doing things. We've learned a better way. You watch it on your computer from the comfort of your own house and your foot is inside a butter and you got your hand on, on a peanut butter banana sandwich. And then right next to this, they're like, what's this microphone? They go, oh, well, this is stand-up comedy. Stand-up comedy used to be a thing that was done indoors as well. And people would come out and sit and they would get a drink and they would listen to a person say their ideas to hopefully make them laugh. And sometimes comedians spit would hit them, and sometimes the per people in the crowd would yell at the comedian because either they didn't like what they were saying or they were too drunk to understand what the hell was going on. And there was fights sometimes, and I mean, you know, but it was uh, indoors. And people were like, why, why would you do that? Again, when you can watch a comedian slowly die, slowly mentally break, 
from the comfort of your own computer through the comfort of their computer. Why would anybody do this? They go, well, yep, this used to be how it was, the unsophisticated way of doing things. Now, if you want to see a comedian, you can join their OnlyFans. And you can see their asshole while they tell you jokes. It really, it was the first time kind of during this where I go, because I'm just kind of, I go, yeah, you know, it's things are coming back. Things will come back eventually. And it's not that I don't still think that, but things are co coming back. And then when I saw that mic in a glass case, that was the first time where I went, whoa, man, this could be that point in time where, where, where it is, hey, what you did is gone. So get, give it up. Get it out. Go. Leave now before you be, 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 ha, be like pushed out. Before somebody goes, no, it's dead, dead. Start making some sort of exit strategy because you will be in a glass case talking to people. It really hit me. Really hurt me. I'm walking around just going, oh. And, and other people are joking about it as they should and can. Comedians are like, oh man, it looks like we're in a dunk tank. To me, it looked like death. To me, it legitimately, as I said, looked like a museum exhibit of what used to happen. Because you can see that right now with like the printing press, blacksmith. You can, you can walk into a museum and see that type of thing. People used to make arrows. Why? Well, before guns, people used to want to see people's assholes still, so they would shoot them with an arrow and then run over and pull their little pants down and just glare at their asshole. Wow. But now you can just take a gun and, or, again, you could sign up for an, their OnlyFans with a fake name and somebody else's credit card. I don't know why that's been the reference, but it really hurt me. So I... Anyways, so that and that night, I came home and I was, you know, saying these thoughts to Liz and I go, you know, and this has happened before. I go, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to stop this. I'm going to, first of all, I'm stopping the podcast. I'm shutting it down. I'm closing it all off and I'm just going to, I'm just going to stop. And I'm going to stop doing this other stuff too because what, what, well, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. But I got to figure out something. And Liz yelled at me and told me I was being stupid and talked me out of it, which is great because it's not the thing that I want to do. I don't want to, I don't want to stop doing things in this realm, in this, you know, facet of life, but also I really don't know what to do in general. I don't know what to focus on. I don't know what to hope for. And again, I'm not the only person in these types of situations. There are people who had job jobs, full-on careers with, you know, 401ks and, 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 and things, vacation days and stuff, and that's gone, probably never coming back. Maybe already they know it's not coming back. So I'm not, this isn't unique to me but just in this whole type of situation. But it did make me kind of go, when Liz was like, man, don't do that. It's dumb. I was talking to another friend of mine about it, and he's like, that's, you know, it did make me kind of realize, too, that there's a, there's many things that I have kind of stopped doing during this, my, my tenure in this. This is real dumb. 
years ago. The song, which I'm probably going to change soon just to change things up because it's been a long time. The song that starts this podcast, I've talked about this years ago, but it's a song that I made and I I wanted to, this is I wanted to put up um, a mixtape years ago, just a dumb comedy rap song mixtape. That's it. it. Like I had songs like Coat Check, um, Sick Flair. That was gonna be my name, Sick Flair. And so I that song that starts this, I rapped over. I have it somewhere, and. I was going to put out a, a dumb comedy mixtape, but I worked on it a lot and I was, I, it just made me happy. I was, it, I liked making the beats and writing the things for it. And it made me happy. I stopped doing that because I read an article in now Toronto when I was living there. Cause this is my thought too. I was like, man, I'll do this. Is what I'll do. I'll do like 40 minutes of jokes on a show and then close it with like two stupid songs that are funny. I read an article that Donald Glover, and this is real dumb, Donald Glover came to Toronto. He did stand-up and then closed with songs. And I went, oh my God, it's already been done. It's being done. It's done. So I never did it again. I stopped doing it that second because somebody else who then stopped doing comedy in general became an unbelievably super famous rapper, which is not a thing I was trying to do at all, just trying to make stupid, fun songs. Because of that, I went, well, that's the end of that, and I completely stopped myself from doing it, um, which, you know, is absolutely insane when I think about it now, just stupidness to stop from doing that. I've also, you know, I've, I've, om I've, I've almost quit this. I did quit this a couple times because... I go, look, it's not as good as this one, it's not as good as that one, or this person is already doing this type of thing. I say all that to say, at the end of this, kind of weird, odd cast, that I'm, I'm going to keep doing stuff, and I'm going to continue on, but the conversation I had with Liz, seeing that uh, thing, the, 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 bo the fucking... Uh, goddamn museum box stand-up and realizing that I have quit things on the way because somebody else was doing something similar has made me want to continue and want to keep going and I'm going to but it's not going to be easy and I'm scared <laughs> I don't know I don't know uh what to do necessarily but I guess I'll keep doing it whatever that may be so Weird way to end this episode. Weird way to do an episode. But here we are. And I hope in some way, um, you know, it's been something to somebody. Anyways, as always, please rate and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. I greatly appreciate you. Patreon.com slash Positivangers. New episode each week with myself and Liz, which won't always be the way, but there will be extra episodes. And uh, yeah. That is this week's Positive Anger. Next week, there will be a guest. Thank you guys so much for listening. Later.